I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer. But today is a very special day because I don't know. I've got, well, first of all, I've got my very, very dear friend, Gerald Salente, who agreed to come on on very short notice. And I appreciate it and I love him for it so much. Gerald, thank you so much for coming on today. No, no, thank you for asking me uh, how much I admire you and all that you do. And of course, uh, I'm a believer in that uh, real gold and silver myself. So thank you so much for having me. Well, I wanted to have the most brilliant trend forecaster on the planet here because you saw all of this coming from Canada to, the, to Ukraine to what's happening in the U.S. Can you address some of these things? Well... Yeah, you go back to our trends journal back in 2014, mm-hmm. and we did a huge article. Uh, uh, Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, the former assistant treasury secretary under uh, Ronald Reagan, did a whole big piece about the United States coup of Ukraine back yes. then. And yeah, I mean, these are only facts. And it was this woman, Victoria Newland, she was the assistant treasury secretary of something under um, the Obama administration. And anybody could Google it up. Victoria Newland, N-U-L-A-N-D, December 2013, Washington, D.C. And there she is with one sign of Chevron on one side and Exxon Mobil on the other side, talking about how the United States gave five billion of our dollars, our tax dollars, to NGOs, non-governmental organizations in Ukraine to bring, quote, democracy to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. There's photographs of her passing out chocolates when the Maidan riots were taking place. Could you imagine if a Russian was in one of, in America, handing out at the protester up in Canada? This whole oh thing God. was launched by the United States. They overthrew the democratically elected government of Yanukovych. Again, all the details are in the Trends Journal. What happened was Ukraine for a long time was going broke. They wanted a, the EU made them a deal. Come into the EU, the IMF will fund this. And here, so the Yanukovych said, okay. And then Putin said, listen, I got a better deal for you. I'll give you better interest rates and I'll cut your gas prices. Okay, we'll go with Putin. That was the end of it. This is from the Trends Journal with Victoria Newland. The Trends Journal published an article on 24 February 2015, Russia, EU, make trade, not war, that pointed out to a troubling phone call reportedly included Newland, who was Obama's Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, and Jeffrey Pyatt, the U.S. Ambassador for UN. This is, we wrote, in early February 2014, a recording was leaked of Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, Victoria Newland, telling Jeffrey Pyatt, the UN Ambassador to Ukraine, that the UN was on board to help glue the plan to replace Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych with Arexny 
Yatsenyak. Quote, Yats is the guy, Newland said to Pyatt, who urged her to move quickly because, quote, the Russians will be working behind the scenes to torpedo the deal. End quote. This is Victoria Newland. F.U., I can't say the words, to the E.U. Exactly, Pyatt responded. Shortly thereafter, Yanukovych was overthrown and Yats became the president. Ukraine agreed to Newland's demands to make, quote, a new deal with the IMF, which was, quote, necessary for the long-term economic health of the country, end quote. Yet the new Western-leaning Kiev government did not represent Russian-speaking Ukrainians in the East and South who had voted Yanukovych into office. One year later, Ukraine is racked by civil war and depression. We go on. Again, we wrote this back in 2015. These are the facts. The other facts are that there was a deal made. And again, it's it's all in the magazine, word for word. This is exactly but, why I look, wanted you to come on, Gerald, because it is, and people need to pay attention to what you say. The what what happened was the the um, deal was made when the Soviet Union broke up that NATO would not expand one inch further than it was. That was the deal. And here we go. We have it, we have it all here written out. Oh, by the way, one of our magazine covers on January 25th, Dow plummets when all else fails, they take you to war. Yep. Oh, you just gave me chills. Yep. And and that was the cover. So we go as detailed in the Los Angeles Times back in May 2016. While the U.S. and NATO deny that no such agreement was struck, meaning that it would go on long forgotten and not mentioned by the Western media or its politicians, was the U.S. and NATO's pledge not to expand into Eastern Europe following a deal made during the 1990 negotiations, the West and the Soviet Union over German, German unification. Therefore, in the view of Russia, it is taking self-defense actions to protect itself from NATO's eastward march. As detailed in the Los Angeles Times back in May 2016, while the U.S. and NATO deny that no such agreement was struck, quote, hundreds of memos, meeting minutes, and transactions from U.S. archives indicate otherwise. The article states, quote, according to transcripts of meetings in Moscow on February 9th, 1990, then Secretary of State James Baker suggested that in exchange for cooperation on Germany, that was, of course, you know, bringing East Germany back into Germany, U.S. could make, quote, ironclad guarantees that NATO would not expand one inch eastward. This is a quote. Less than a week later, Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev agreed to begin reunification talks. We also note, this is in the Trends Journal this week's, in the National Security Archives, this is the quote, not once but three times Baker tried out the not one inch eastward formula, which Gorbachev in February 9, 1990 meeting agreed to. And Baker agreed with Gorbachev's statement in response to the assurances that, quote, 
NATO's expansion is unacceptable. Baker assured Gorbachev, quote, neither the president nor I intend to extract any unilateral advantages from the process that are taking place and that Americans understood that, quote, not only for the Soviet Union, but for other European countries as well, it is important to have guarantees that if the United States keeps its presence in Germany within the framework of NATO, not one inch of NATO's present military jurisdiction will spread in an eastern direction. Yet, these and other facts regarding the agreement of NATO to not expand are being totally ignored by the mainstream media. And we go on to explain how they have, they're all over now. NATO is right on the borders over Russia. Back in the end of January 21st, U.S. fighter bombers were 14 miles off the Russian border. NATO ships were doing massive maneuvers in the Black Sea. I, we, I could keep going on and on and on. They're, Canada sending troops. United States sending troops. Holland, UK sending weaponry into, into Western, into Ukraine. They don't talk one peep of the hundreds of thousands of troops that NATO put on the Donbass border that the Minsk agreement, which again was done when the night, when the coup happened, the agreement was that, okay, no more fighting. The Russian separatist movement is over there in the Donbass region. They don't want to become part of Ukraine. They avoid, they avoided that agreement. They, and so they, so anyway, do I agree with Russia attacking and blowing up the place? Absolutely not. I'm, 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 for, I'm for peace. There got to be other ways of doing this. Right. But what I'm saying to you and everyone listening is that NATO and the United States provoked Russia into making this happen by the violation of the Minsk agreement and the violation that was made between, began with Reagan and Khrushchev, and then went into George Bush Sr. and Khrushchev, not to expand one inch further. If we had Russians up in Canada and China down in Mexico, you think you'd be happy about it? Oh, and the United States talking about Russia and the terrible things they're doing? I know, Lynette, you love that Iraq war. You remember Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and ties to Al-Qaeda. A total lie that we all knew. And I got blackballed from the media when I used to be on Oprah the Today Show. Good morning, America, and everybody else for calling out the lies. I know you love the Afghan war. Operation Enduring Freedom. We're going to get that guy Osama bin Laden dead or alive. Oh, how many people did you kill in Iraq? How many people are you killing? Are the United States talking about this? No, no, no. No. I love the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Barack Obama. We got to get that guy Gaddafi out of there. Oh, Libya, the richest country in Africa. Oh, yeah. As I said, you think we would have gone into Iraq and Libya if their major export was broccoli? Right. Oh, I want that guy to sod out of there as you're stealing all the oil over there. 
on, on the, and he's still doing it. Oh, the, look what the United States has done. How about the Vietnam War? Now I'm at that age. The lie about the Gulf of Tonkin incident, that never happened. That everyone knew never happened. That killed only, what, 58,000 American boys. I was of that age. And by the way, I was stupid enough back then, and I'm prime draft age, to believe that crap. Right. Because that's what you believe, the propaganda that the media sells you. As Richard Nixon said, American people don't believe it until they see it and hear it on TV. So what America's done, and the, again, don't believe me, believe a guy by the name of Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star general, supreme commander of the Allied Forces, two-term president, not like these arrogant little generals you got there now that haven't won anything but killed a lot of people. Right. He warns the American people on January 17th, 1961, that the, I think it was the 17th or 21st, that the military industrial complex is robbing the nation of the genius of the scientists the sweat of the laborers, and the future of the children. They've taken over. Look at the rotted, stinking roads we have. I'm out last night, boom, 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 all over the place. The bridge is rotting. But we could give, when you give to the intelligence, which has no intelligence at all, and the military-industrial complex, it's only about a trillion dollars a year. And then you got... Biden BSing, oh, we're going to give $27 billion to rebuild the bridges. $27 billion? Oh, yeah, over five years. Right. You mean $5.5 billion? And you're giving a trillion dollars to the military? This is what's going on over here. If this doesn't end, this is the beginning. Look at your cover of the Trends Journal magazine this week that came out before the invasion. COVID war. Ukraine war, World War III. And this will be the war when they asked Albert Einstein, a guy that knew a thing or two about wars, about bombs and things, what kind of weapons they asked him, what we use to fight World War III? He said, I don't know, but they'll be using sticks and stones to fight World War IV. Wow. So... What do you think? I mean, I'm, you just made mention of the Cerveza War, et cetera. Do you think that this was planned to move the agenda to justify more money printing, to justify the hyperinflation? I mean, what, are, what is the point? What, I mean, you always follow the money, but aside just following that money, what is the point? Well, again, the money thing is another thing. Again, this is you're looking at the Russian you know, stock market, the ruble plummeting. Right. You know, this isn't to their advantage. You know, this is about survival. You know, look, I'm a close combat guy. You attack the attacker. You don't wait to get hit. Right. Oh, then I'm going to hit you back. You're dead if they hit you. Right. So that's what's going on over there on the money end. Very important. Very important. Very important. They're not going to raise interest rates as dramatically as they said they were. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> because, again... Are they liars or are they stupid? They're not, they're not stupid. That little Powell crap, that fed head and, and right. yelling, screaming, going back over a year ago. Oh, that inflation, it's only temporary. 
No, no, it's transitory. Well, in this in this woke age, maybe it's transgendatory. We can make up any crap we want. They knew inflation was oh, real. Of course they, look, don't you remember when Powell went from an targeting 2% to an average of 2%? I came out yeah. and said, I hope you guys are ready because that means inflation's coming in a big way soon. And here we are. And when they talk about fight, they've been talking about fighting it. They're going to raise rates, but they're going to wait until March. They're going to stop buying bonds and mortgage-backed securities, but they're going to wait till March. I mean, you know, I think they, you know, hey, well, I don't know this for sure, so this is just my opinion, but they knew what that this oh, was coming. They knew what they were they doing, did. and this justifies it. Yeah. And the same thing in the EU. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Oh, they still had negative interest rates and you got 5% inflation rate. And again, these inflation rates are fake, as yes. John William Shadow Stats proves. Yes. They got scum. He's Clinton. Oh, oh. What, what is it? How's it work? Oh, with housing prices gone up, what, uh, 19% in the past year? That's not yeah. inflationary. That's not, we're not going to put that in there. Oh, right. oh, the price of steak went up? No, no, that's, that's not inflationary. People are eating. Beef now, chopped beef. So ground beef. So so they make the real inflation number, according to shadow stats, is around fifteen percent. And again, as you pointed out, oh, two percent. We're going to uh, inflation rate. We'll be raising inflation or raising interest rates. They were raising interest rates since what about two thousand and fifteen, and inflation never went over two percent, and they were raising them. This is a criminal group. They're murderers and thieves. By their yeah. deeds, you shall know them. Again, the murderers, I just went through a whole list of them. And a short list, there's a lot more. Oh, and then the thieves. They're too big to fail. Oh, yeah. we're going to do these dirty derivative deals and subprime mortgages. We're going to screw you in every way we can out of your money. Oh, now we're losing money. Give us the money. Oh, $29 trillion pumped into the Federal Reserve between 2007 and 2010 according to Bard College Levy Institute. So where did, where did all that money go? That's inflationary. All the money printing is inflationary. And we have a question from a viewer, so let me just throw that out there. And it's from Wake Up, and they ask, what will happen to gold because of this war? Well, you Again, I've been saying it over and over and over and over and over to me. And the motto of the Trends Journal is think for yourself. We put the facts yes. down there, give you the analysis and what our forecasts are, but you decide. There's no greater safe heaven, haven in heaven on earth <laughs> than gold. End of story or silver. You know, gold to me is number one and you're seeing it again, what's going on. You know, it, 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 it's, it's shooting up again. Who are we going to hold on to this paper crap, digital crap printed on nothing and backed by nothing? So, no, gold is right. it. Gold is it. Oh, you know, oh, GC's three G's. I came up with this with 9-11 because it's a whole story I wrote about. You know, USA Today used to write my top trends each year. And the top one for 2000 if 2001 that they came out in December 2000, 2001 won't be our year, Trendseer says. And I warned that a wave of anti-Americanism was sweeping the globe. And Americans wouldn't be safe at home or abroad. The 9-11 happened. 
People forget what Bill Clinton was doing in Yugoslavia, oh, yeah. bombing the hell out of, uh, of, of uh, Iraq, on and on. Anyway, so when 9-11 happened, the first thing I did was I called up my wonderful girlfriend at the time, Marie Pierre, uh, from, she, was, she was originally from Paris. And I said, get your money out of the bank. She was up here in, in Tivoli, in, in, where I was living in Rhinebeck. I said, they just bombed the, the World Trade Center. I called up the bank. I forgot what it was. It was taken over by Citigroup. I had CDs. Used to get interest. Used to have the interest rates back then, and you got money back. I said, "I send my money to Rhinebeck. I, I want to get my money out of the bank. Send it to Rhinebeck. I'm sorry, Mr. Salenti. Wall Street's closed, and certificates of deposit are traded on Wall Street. Great. Then I got my gold out. I filled my car up with, with I bought Jerry jugs, filled them up with gasoline, put them in my car. Because they said the planes were coming down the Hudson River, and I th- and I know this area really well. And there's the nuclear power plant in Indian Point, 40 miles north of New York. I'm saying to myself, if they hit that power plant, nuclear power plant, there's going to be chaos like you've never seen before. Oh yeah. So I had in those days they had a thing called maps. I took out my maps, <laughs> and I had back roads to Canada. GC's three G's guns, gold, and a getaway plan. And that's what I had as everybody was freaking out. I was ready. Yep. And I'm telling everybody now prepare for the worst because if the worst happens and you're not prepared, you'll lose everything. If the worst doesn't happen and you're prepared, you lose nothing. Yep. Well, you mentioned Canada, so we have to talk about the loss of freedoms in Canada oh. and the risk of keeping all your money inside the system that, boom, they can turn off like that. So can you... Again, yeah. this guy, a little little boy, little little daddy's boy, little arrogant, little nothing of a clown. My daddy was Pierre Trudeau. I'm a nobody. Again, like George Carlin used to say, it's one big club and you ain't in it. They're all daddy's boy. You mentioned little Georgie Bush, little clown Andy Cuomo. You know, anyway, one after another. He named, renames the Tappan Zee Bridge after his father. You know, it's a Cuomo Bridge now. Anyway, going back, what they did in Canada shows everybody immediately how they can steal your money from you like that. Yep. And when this crisis gets worse, ladies and gentlemen, The Russians have hacked into our banking system. They've hacked into this. We're closing down the banks to make sure that your money's secure. Your money that you keep in a bank that they make money on and give you crap back for. Oh, yeah, those banks, you got to be out of your mind. What the hell are you keeping your money in there for? They're making money on your money, and you're not making anything, and they'll close it down like that. And if you don't believe me and how quick they act once upon a time, as you could tell the story better than I can, because you know about gold much more than I do. What happened back in 1933? He took away the only tool that the public had to protect themselves against the bankers and the government. They took it away, gone, and then they revalued. Yep. My father, may rest in peace, told my grandfather, may all rest in peace. He said, you know, son, he said, I want to know if your grandfather, this is 1933. 
He said, you know, I went over to your grandfather's house. He said, and here he is, he's packing up all the gold. I said, Bob, what are you doing with that? He said, oh, he says, oh, the president said it was your bring back all of the gold to the president. And I believe in what they're doing. Stop it. Don't give him back the gold. He said, no, no, no. What are you talking about? He, gave, he said he gave him, gave him all the gold. And when they, they gave it to him, they sold, the government bought it for like, what, $22 and change an mm-hmm. ounce and then raised the price to $33 an ounce. Yep. It's a criminal operation. It's a crime syndicate that people are calling a government. And all of these politicians out there that want to go to war, go, you lead the charge. You, exactly. And, and you send yourself, your kids and your wife, because everything now is equal. Everybody, give them guns. Go lead the charge or shut your mouth. Could you imagine little Lindsey Graham or, or that Schiff over there or, or McConnell or all these other fat mounds going out there and fighting like men? They couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. Oh, and by the way, it was President's Day. Read what George Washington said. A real president, man like Eisenhower that fought. Totally opposed to foreign entanglements. Warn the American people not to get involved in other nations' disputes. And you know which one he warned the most about? Europe. Well, it's oh, in- don't believe Washington. Believe Biden. Believe Obama. Believe Clinton. Believe the crap spewing out of the mouth of the prostitutes on TV. Again, going back to the Iraq war, fairness and accuracy and reporting showed how they had virtually nobody on all of the major networks opposing the wars. Interesting. And you also know that most of the population no longer trusts mainstream media, which is a good thing, but they yeah, but still trust the dollar. They're, yep. they're quiet. And the other thing about Canada that really has me concerned, although I can say Canada, but I can also say Texas, is neighbor spying on neighbor and reporting neighbor that scares me like crazy. So if you donated to the Freedom Could Truckers Freedom Rally, right? We're going to cut imagine, you off too. Can you imagine I mean, what we're talking about? I can't. Can you imagine that we're talking this? Can you imagine this? I can't. America, democracy, freedom? Exactly. What the hell is going on? Well, they've called in the National Guard for Washington for next week because they're concerned about a trucker a convoy there. How what? dare people protest for their freedom? Exactly. How dare they? Look, the COVID war, again, wrote it word for word when it began. Think about it. When does, when does COVID break out? Chinese Lunar New Year, the year of the rat, 2020. I was used to be on Hong Kong TV in 2019. A lot. Well, the riots and protests are going on. Right. They couldn't yeah, stop. Yeah, that shut that down, didn't it? Just like Oop. that. Gone. COVID broke out in Yuan. They locked down everything. Ended, ended, ended it, ended it, ended it. Mm-hmm. When, they, when China locked down, the cover of our magazine a week later was coronavirus, 106 dead in China. Our next line was 1.4 billion still alive. What the hell are you telling me this crap for? 106 people out of 1, uh, 1.4 billion? Again, they did it. For, and then we say, look, they're locking down places. People walking around with masks on. Who, who would ever be, who would ever could think of doing that? Right. And now that's become the new normal the new or the normal. new abnormal. Yeah. 
Reap the Chinese way you will obey. You must obey. And that's, we have lost our freedom. We have lost our life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Think about it. The unalienable rights in the, in the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Happiness? Who the hell are you to be happy? I'm some little clown, mayor, governor, senator, whatever. I'm telling you to lock down. Oh, oh we're going to flatten the curve. Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, you're going to flatten the curve. You all go out. Oh, dry cleaners, they're gone. Restaurants, about 30,000 are out of business. The little people have the gone. People are All gone. they did was make the bigs bigger. Oh, it's okay to go to Walmart. Oh, okay to go to Home Depot. Oh, remember when, hey, Lynette, remember when we were younger people and they had, instead of grocery chains, they had grocery stores. stores. Right. And instead of hardware chains, they had hardware, hardware stores. stores. Yep. And remember stationary stores rather than stationary chains. Remember drug stores rather than drug chains? We have been chained. We have been taken over by the bigs. Merger and acquisition activity in 2021, all-time high. high. Going back to the criminal bankster gang, pumping in all that cheap money so the bigs could borrow it for nothing and buy up everything. Well, let's ask another question because you're absolutely right. And I also remember because you actually own and are in right now the grocery store that I used to go to when I was a teenager. So uh, Vero asks, what is the likelihood of a full global collapse versus a more moderate collapse that will recover more quickly? Uh, I, 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 I think it's going to be a global collapse. And again, very important, very important. Remember, the system is totally rigged. It's a yes. crime syndicate. Yes. What do they call it? The plunge protection team. Isn't that a nice name? Oh, we're going to rig the markets. We're going to call it a plunge protection team. Oh, all the insiders, as we've seen with the, oh, down there in uh, Texas, that guy Kraplin. Yeah, doing all that dirty deal in the form of Fedhead. The little boy up here in uh, Massachusetts over here, uh, Rosengren. All the Fedheads doing all that collision, all doing dirty deals. The Fed people know what's going on. Going back to the oh, question, yeah, they they're going to yeah. rig it as best they can. The thing was ready to decline before this happened. Oh, yes, it was. The, the, the overvalued stocks, the stocks, the, 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 the real estate markets booming up on all the cheap money they threw. Oh, it's only a $30 trillion debt. Oh, so anyway, it's going to be, to me, this is going to be, this is going to be worse than the crash of 29. Well, it has to be. And that was, and you know, when you bring that up, because that was the beginning of this scheme. And now we're at the end of this scheme and they want to take us into a new scheme that if we allow it, it's going to be worse than what we have right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to go digital. Of they're course. They're going to go digital. This way, you know, every penny you spent, where you spent it, what you spent it on. Look, all these little politicians, and as you well know, without going to my whole background, I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. So pictures of me and Reagan, this one, now I've been there. These politicians never work a day in their lives. These little clowns like a Bernie Sanders. That little jerk never worked a day in his life. Look at all, how many years you've been playing that game? 30 years? Or what happened? Or one after another. Oh, Henry Reid died, wherever his name was, up in Nevada. I looked at the guy who was 54 years sucking off the public tit. 
Biden, 50 years sucking off the public tit. So what I'm saying to you is they, they're going to make everything digital. So the politicians and the bureaucrats, other people that can't get jobs in the real world that suck into the system, so they don't have to keep work. So they make sure they get their money. They're going to go digital so they know every penny is spent, where you spent it, what you spent it on, so they get their money. And so that's they can cut you with. off if you disagree with them. You got it. No more opinion. I mean, honestly, you know, one of the things that I really admire about you is that you just say it. Honestly, Gerald, I, this is something I'm grappling with. So I'm being honest about it, but I know that I self-censor because, you know, obviously I want to stay on the air so that I can do the job that I was put here to do. But I admire so much that you don't self-censor. Censor. I mean, I, I just want to thank you for that. I mean, okay. you're an inspiration. And you, and you should be an inspiration to all of us because we do have to speak up, don't we? You know, well, you, you, you're from Kingston. You know the buildings I own, the most historical corners. And I launched Occupy Peace from them. And I tell the story how I came back from Berlin and, and I'm, I'm thinking Berlin was grander than Paris before it was bombed out. Dresden, the whole place ruined. This is an ancient history. And since World War II, I'm born one year after it. And I came back and I was looking to leave the country. And I said to myself, There's no, I'm not going to leave anywhere. This is my country. Love it or leave it? No, you leave it. I'm only me because, you know, I'm a Napolitano, born in the Bronx, born to be free. And, and, and this is what America was about, the land of freedom. Yes. Now they've stolen it. They're right in front of our eyes, right in front of our eyes. As I say, you know me, I had big rallies. You were so kind to come here. And when and everything was locked it? down, when everything was locked down, I had one. Oh, they hated me for it. You know, I died from it. I got COVID and died. Everybody that was there got COVID and died. I said, hey, little Andy Cuomo, Come on down, man to man, and tell me I can't have a 4th of July festival. Come on down and tell me. Any one of you little guys out there that want to give me orders and tell me what to do, come over here and tell me. Make me do it. Oh, no, no, Salenti. We're going to hire goons to make you do it. We're little cowards. Yeah. This isn't America anymore. This is not my kind of America. Land of the free. And that's what we have to, Lynette, we are on the verge of World War III. No doubt. No doubt. I've got chills. No doubt. If we don't stop it, it's going to be, look how shitty our lives became with the COVID war. Could you imagine World War III? It'll be hell on earth. They'll use Again, that to take World away what little bit of freedom that we still have, won't they? Gone. And collapse Gone. the whole system and justify the money printing and justify the theft. Yep. <sighs> Again, World War II is in ancient history. Berlin was grander than Paris before it bombed out. I'm looking at the place. All these beautiful buildings in all new construction. Yes. Beautiful building, all, all new, new construction. construction. I've what seen took it. thousands of years to create. Gone. Gone. Like that. And I'm saying to myself, where were the people? How come the people weren't fighting back? You're losing the war. We're losing. Stop. No, no, we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. We're going to die. We have, 
psychopaths, sociopaths, pathological liars in charge. Yep. If the people don't unite for freedom, peace, and justice, it's finished. Finished. Well, why don't you talk about your movement so that people can join it and fight for this freedom? Well, I have two movements going. I have one, Occupy Peace, and it's OccupyPeace.com. And then I started a church, the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace, and Justice. And we're providing, we've been providing vaccine religious exemptions. We were going great with it, very helping a lot of people. And united we stand, it's not divided we fall. United we stand, divided we die. This could be the end of earth. This could be what Einstein warned about. In 2000, when I came out with the book Trends 2000, I was, I was the keynote speaker at Virginia Military Institute, VMI, telling the military what world war, what kind of weapons would be used to fight the next war. Me, they brought in. I'm with General Anthony Zinni having lunch with him. They brought me in. There's a line. Generals are always fighting the last war. You think you need all these ships and crap? Boom, they're gone like that. Right. It's biological warfare. It's chemical warfare. It's, it's hypersonic warfare. It's, it's cyber it's warfare. Cyber warfare. Drone warfare. Well, oh, you're going to stop 20,000 drones coming over and dropping all kinds of shit over you? No, this could be the end of life on Earth. Look how they robbed us of our joy with the COVID war. World War III, it's happening. It's happening in front of our eyes. It is happening in front of our eyes. What do you think that, well, we've got a question, so let's just go to that. Um, <laughs> but, but Edgar has to stop moving it up and down. You're making me a little dizzy. Okay, C. Grand asks, apart from protecting our own wealth, what else can people do to stop the elites? You can become part of the movement. Yep, part of the movement. You know what we really need? We really need a new political party. Yeah. A real, a real one. A real, yeah, that's not tied into... Morons and imbeciles call this stuff campaign contributions. It bribes and payoffs. Right. We yes. Need a whole, we need a whole... We need an anti-establishment pro-American party to bring back the principles of what this country is founded upon. And no, no foreign entanglements. Bring what we have. Oh, those Russians, the Russians, huh? Oh, how many troop? How many? Seventy. We have. We're in seventy countries with over seven hundred bases. What the hell are we doing there? Bring home the right. troops. Secure the homeland. That's part of Occupy Peace, by the way. Bring home all the troops. Secure the homeland. And put the troops to work rebuilding our rotted infrastructure like they did the yes. WPA program work progress administration and, and give them give them skills these guys and women so when they finish they have things to do and you want to go to war let the people vote yeah so and with the technology today i mean we it can do a, you can do a direct vote that's right i call it blockchain democracy mhm mm I mean, if you could transfer trillions of dollars like that, you think we could set up a, a safe voting system and open to everybody to look at to see if there's any screwing with it? Of course, but they don't want to do that. So anyway, that's what we have to do. We have to unite under one umbrella. And, and it has to be a peaceful movement. 
because and that's the only way to bring them down. Yes. Oh, and the other question, part of that question, get rid of how to get rid of the bigs, put back the Robinson Patman Act, Sherman Antitrust Act, Clayton Antitrust Act, and Glass Steagall Act. And that Glass Steagall Act, that Bill Clinton, that little slimy, arrogant boy, that little murderous SOB, that every time he got caught with his pants down, it's bombs away over a rock. Look it up. Madeleine Albright, Leslie Stahl, CBS. Madeline, Leslie Stahl asks Madeleine Albright, who was the UN ambassador under the Clinton administration, Clinton put sanctions on, on Iraq. Leslie Stahl asks, is the death of 500,000 Iraqi children because of these sanctions worth the price? And Madeleine Albright says, yes, it is. Oh my God. Going back to Clinton, he did away with the Glass-Steagall Act. Yes, that little did. fat mouth, that little piece of garbage was getting paid like three, $400,000 to BS for one hour from the Goldman Sachs gang, making millions, just BSing. I did public speaking all over the world. At the height, I was getting $35,000 an hour. $350,000 to hear this craphead when they could hear BSing all the time for free? That's the payoffs they get. And you know what? That's a cheap payoff for killing the Glass-Steagall Act. Yeah, it is. Could you explain what that is for our viewers that might not know? The Glass-Steagall Act prevented banks from becoming investment banks from gambling. It also began under Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer, another little piece of garbage. Oh, you like Al-Qaeda? Yeah, that's the guy that created it with the, that's right, the Saudis and all of them to fight the Russians who were fighting the Taliban up in Afghanistan and wanted to get Russians out of Afghanistan. Oh, that Jimmy Carter, the Jimmy Carter that did away with the usury laws that allows the big banksters to charge us these ridiculous rates on credit cards. That Jimmy Carter, the Jimmy Carter that before when we were younger people, remember all the local banks we had? There was no interstate banking was not permitted. It was only intrust state banking. We have to bring back those laws. Right. They were put in for a reason. And a lot of them were put back in, were put in in the 30s, weren't they? Yep. Last Steagall was put in in the 30s. That's right. Because right. they saw what happened when you take deposit-taking banks with, a, with risk-taking banks. And now, I mean, look at the derivatives held in the FDIC, which is another joke, insured banking system yeah. and there's no money in the fdic fund either in the diff fund yeah and and what is the, what is the fed that were they nine seven nine trillion dollars that, 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 that they pumped in they were in debt like for you know. yeah oh so again you know it's it, the whole thing is a fraud it is a fraud right it's a con game yep. and, and it, they could continue as long as the confidence continues and I'm thinking that the confidence, especially with this high inflation, which my personal feeling that I've been saying is I think we're at that beginning juncture of the hyperinflation and people need to pay attention, right? And get Lynette, food, water, yes. Look at gas and oil prices now because of what's going on. Exactly. Seeing, again, I've been writing about this for yes, you have 
months. I said, when oil prices get over $100 a barrel and keep getting higher and staying there, it's going to crash the global economy and the equity markets. And if you don't believe me, go back to 2007 when exactly. it was spiking like that. And then you had the panic of 08. Yep. And people would, would noticeably see prices moving up. Then you had oil, you had gas, gasoline prices over four bucks a barrel, which they are again. A gallon, yep. And it's it's going to get worse. And, you know, but there's a lot of people that are right a lot now. financially not as well off as they were going into 2007. So oh. It's going to crush us. Look, look, median household income had its biggest decline ever, 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 ever. The, the rich have gotten richer. Everybody else has gotten poorer. I call this plantation workers of slave landia. That's all it's become. And again, it's because they did away with all the, the, the antitrust laws. Yes. They've given everything to the bigs. They would, they would never allow. They would, you know the problems that Sears had, that, that as Sears Roebuck, they used to call at the time, trying to expand and all the antitrust legislation, AMP. AMP, they stopped AMPs. They kept stopping them and stopping them. Now, now the big zone, everything. Right. And again, that's the other difference. They have gotten bigger and richer, and the quality of everything has gone way down. Way down. Oh, yeah. When you used to go into the, the local department stores, they were so beautifully decorated. The people were so nicely dressed. Now you go in these places like going into a, a rotten factory. All the crap is stacked up. And look, what, look what's happened to the culture. It's gone down it's with gone that down. low culture of what it's become with the bigs taking over everything. Yep. I mean, I remember a day where you would go into a store and you were talking to the owner of that store. So if you weren't happy, they made it right. Yep. Right? Made today, I mean, you can't even get to anybody that has any decision-making power. No. And that's the other thing that breaks my heart. Oh, when I go me. into like a, a uh, I, I've only been into a Walmart once in 20, over 20 years. And that's because I was doing Ron Paul's um, uh, War on Us. I was the, one of the keynote speakers back in uh, last Labor Day. And I forgot to get one of the, the things to plug my computer in. So I had to go to a Walmart to get one. Every time I go into these places, like a, a Home Depot, there. I don't I, it breaks my heart mm -hmm. because these people have no lives in front of them. Mm -hmm. There's no corporate ladder to climb up. No. There's no, like in the old days, a person worked in the store, you know, I'm going to open one of these too. I'm going to, and you learned, you became part of the whole thing. There's no future. My heart, I, I'm telling you, I don't go in there, these places, because my heart breaks because I know these people have absolutely no future. And that goes into the whole bigger picture too. It does. Look at apartment rentals. Look who's <sighs> buying them up, the Blackstones, all the places oh, yeah. going up. Vanguard Blackstone own everything. Yep. And people can't afford to buy homes. The average price of a home now, what, $350,000? I was just reading an article and I haven't had a chance to finish reading it, but so I just glanced at the headline and it was something about how many states have a plethora of houses over a million dollars. Yep, I saw that. You know, how many people can afford a million dollars for a house? You can't. And think, and think about it. When we were young, a millionaire, whoa, millionaire, a millionaire. 
And now you need a million bucks to buy a house. Oh, there's no inflation. Oh, the dollar is still strong. You don't want to buy gold. Why would you want that? Look at it. I remember when I first moved up here and I moved over to Rhinebeck, I bought bought 38 acres and a little old house for $28,000 in 1984. 1984. Wow. And Rhinebeck is gorgeous. And my yeah. daddy, he had the, the nicest development in Kingston. And I don't think he had any houses that were even over $100,000. And these yep. were big, beautiful houses. And there, and I was there when I came to your rally. And it was so nice driving through there because people really took care of them. So that's a beautiful legacy that he got to leave. But... You know, I remember the IBMer who made $12,000 a year. And my mom goes, he's a comer. He's a comer. He makes $12,000 a year. And he had a beautiful house. His wife didn't have to go out and work. They went out every Friday night because I used to babysit for them. And they probably saved for their kids' education because the average wage was about $9,500. Yep. You know, and so, hey, so you're making $12,000 a year. You are doing really, really, and he was a young man. You are doing really, really, really well. Yep. Today, you know, they were giving stimulus checks to anybody that made 150000 or less. 150000 What does that really tell you? What it tells me is that there's no value left in the currency. I agree 100%. A hundred percent. You know, I see we have this assault on our freedoms, you know, on our lifestyles, on everything. And, you know, for me, it's food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. Arguably, community could be considered the single most important thing because we are not islands. And that's why I appreciate so much you coming on today, but is there anything else that you want to impart? And you did all of the videoing all by yourself, which I also really appreciate because I got to have Edgar teach me how to do that because there are times when you need it. But yeah, my, yeah, my guys aren't here today. Exactly. The, um, the uh, yeah, number one, everyone listening, get in the best shape you can. Yes. Physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Get in the best shape you can. Yes. You're in the fight for your life. Yes. And do what you can to support Occupy Peace with the Universal Church, because as Lynette knows, and she was so generous and bringing up her staff and you know coming here and wouldn't did it totally as a as a, a gift as a contribution you know she sees the fight that we're fighting here and we're making a difference by the way you know i do a uh, a weekly podcast matter of fact you should have him yes. on with judge andrew oh, with, napolitano i would like to have him on he's, yeah. he's brilliant he, yeah and he's a, a man of freedom yes and, and i watch that i tweet that out a lot of times well, thank you You're and he, he's a great great guy you know and so we need someone like him to me, you know, kind of leading a charge. He is, is, there's no judicial authority in America 
that could top this guy. I agree. And, and what we need to do, we really have to start talking peace. And all they're talking about in Washington, okay, how are we going to fight back? What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. Why don't we why don't we say, OK, how can we turn this into a peaceful solution here? And again, what's what's going to stop us? It's the military industrial complex. You know, they, they're making too much money and going back to the market crash. And we talked before about the Great Depression. Right. When all else fails, they take you to war. What followed the Great Depression? What followed the dot-com bust? Well, People don't know this. What can, Back you, the, dot com, the day before 9-11, the NASDAQ was down only 66%. Right. And we were in a severe recession. The dot-com bust happened in March of 2000, 9-11, September yep. 2001. People forgot about it. They, had, they, they created the fake real estate boom. Right, right. I'd also gonna, like to point out that World War I came just as they were installing the central banks and installing this plan. That's right. And Ron Paul has said, and I agree with him 100%, it is yep. no coincidence, and forgive me if I don't get this exactly right, but it is no coincidence that the era of perpetual war coincides with the era of perpetual central banking. I agree. There's no man, by the way, I respect more than Dr. Ron Paul. Oh, what I agree. Man. He what is. What a man. He, I was, he's still fighting. Yep. He is. I was just uh, at an event where we were both speaking, and it was oh. such an honor for me oh, to be yeah. at the same event speaking with such a great man. I agree with you. And I find it, you know, I'm, I'm so honored that he had me there as a keynote speaker. And our personalities are so opposite. You know? I know. And, and, and he, but he appreciates, you know, my fight for freedom. And so there's no man like him. And he's 100% right. And the other thing, too, as Judge Napolitano pointed out with the central banksters, then they started giving us the uh, federal tax. You got to fight that war. We need going to tax you and fight the war. It was only going to be like the maximum was going to be 2%. He said in a couple of years, it went up to 90%. 90%, exactly. And we have to do away with the federal tax. That's the way we could beat them. And again, you read Eisenhower's, uh, Eisenhower, Washington. Washington was, after the war, bring down the military to almost nothing. That was the whole plan after all this. You don't, you don't build up the military, you bring it down after the war. They just kept building it, building it, building it. Right. No, we have to have peace or else it's going to be hell on earth. So do what you can, but again, it's up to you, number one, Get in the fight, and to get in the fight, you better be in good shape. Oh wow! I, you, you know, this is something that you and I a hundred percent agree yep. on. Yeah, the way you eat, the way you take care of yourself. The way I saw you, 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 you grow in your your beautiful place, and you know that's what we need. And we we need to bring, we need to bring, <laughs> we need to bring it back. We need to bring back America to we the people of the United States. We the people, yes. not some little politicians. These little clowns forget two words, public servant. Public servant, Kavisha, we tell you what to do. And by the way, that's the Declaration of Independence. I was just going to say that. Yep, that is. Yeah. And the states and the federal government are supposed to support the individual, and they've just taken over everything. Yep. So 
Thank you so much for being on today, Gerald. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, when you need me, you just let me know. All right. I will. And thank you for all that you do. I so much appreciate it. Thank you for all you do. I appreciate it, too. And I know all of our viewers do. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Be safe out there. Bye-bye.